and welcome to episode two of Burns of the Lost Pod, the uh, companion podcast to the uh, play by Mel Zine. I'm right in the thick of writing episode two at the moment, and I've learned a lesson. Um, <laughs> all through the last month, I was getting a uh, post from, from you guys, from players, in response to issue one. Um, at first, there was a bit of a gap where there was no post, and I was starting to get worried, and then they started arriving by ones and twos and threes until I had uh, a, quite a decent stack of mail waiting for me. And I was, I was, as I was getting them, I was opening them up and reading them through, and little ideas were percolating. And in the back of my mind, I was constantly saying to myself, Hey, I've got a week off work coming up. I will write it all during that week, post it out the following week. Jobs are good. And then I sat down the other day with my pile of post and started writing and I spent literally all day on it. I spent like a full work day on it. I spent like eight hours going through post and rolling dice and <laughs> writing up combats and stuff. And uh, I got about three quarters of the way through, maybe less. Um, I ended up with three piles of mail at the end of the day. I had one pile that was completely finished with. Depressingly, that was the smallest pile. Uh, a second pile where I felt the bulk of the work had been done, where I'd responded to the most important points, the larger points in the letter. Um, but there was still some work to be done. There was some little bits that I could weave in elsewhere, or I could see where it would have crossover with somebody else's turn. Um, that's a fairly large pile. Um, and then I've got one other pile which is mail that I haven't even got to yet. Um, although luckily there's only a couple of those and I have read them and they're all, they're all pretty much turns that just require a battle in the arena. Um, I honestly thought that fighting in the arena was going to be the main focus and that pretty much everybody would write that that's what they wanted to do. As it turned out, maybe only half of you went for that and instead a lot of you have been doing RP in the city. Uh, exploring, um, quite a lot of drinking in the inn, gathering rumours. Some of you guys have come up with some really cool stuff that I've only just been able to start on in issue two. There are three or four pot lines, I think, that are building up in the city. Um, and there's some really nice crossover between what some of you guys have done. Um, I'm ho I, I really hope that you can see in issue two where I've left breadcrumbs for players that I think will end up working together or working against each other um, that's really exciting what I've decided um, what I've decided for players interacting with each other is uh, I, I kind of want it to be consensual I don't want you to be rolling over the top of each other and and uh, you know and doing actions for other players I don't want to force that um, but with it being personal, with it being so slow, I think I'm probably going to end up taking sort of mid-turn advice via Twitter DM and stuff. There's already been a couple of players where I've DM'd just for a little bit of clarification, or is it okay if I tweak this slightly? Um, so 
I'm definitely hoping to keep it postal. The bulk of it will be postal, but I think during the month, um, I will occasionally need to DM people, and I may end up DMing just for permission, basically, to knit two players together. Um, I don't want to spoil it because you're hopefully you're going to get to read issue two in a week or so. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But there's there's definitely crossover between what you're doing. It's it's been really good. Um, yeah, so I, I, even just in writing issue two, so like issue one was just all NPC stuff. It was just me laying out hooks and laying out setting and seeing where it would go. So this really is, it, it's like another first issue. It's the first issue where the players are actually doing something. And it's amazing. You guys have really, really run with it. Um, before I started getting pursed, what I did was I, I basically cut and paste the bones of issue one into a new file. And I wrote a new set of, um, new set of adverts for the, the notice board in the Frog and Burn Inn. Uh, I wrote some NPC versus NPC battles in the arena. Um, I, I kind of just did the same again so that there would be more hooks and a bit more life because honestly I, I expected I expected it to be sort of 50-50 NPC stuff that I was making up and stuff that the players did and I, I figured that you would need NPCs to interact with and all that kind of thing but I've had such an amazing response from you guys. So many like creative uh, character character backgrounds and background stories and and uh, interesting actions that they they've decided to take that I've pretty much ended up having to cut all of the NPC stuff. Um, I've kept it. I've kept the text in case I ever have gaps to fill in the future, and so that I can perhaps weave them back in. You know when when it becomes more necessary, if it ever becomes more necessary. But really, we're like. This, I'm still writing only the second issue, and already the city has taken on a life of its own. It's amazing. I'm so so pleased. I'm. <laughs> it's yeah. I'm I'm really surprised at, at, at how much this has grown already. It's amazing. I, I'm so so happy with this project. It's every time I got a bit of mail through the post, I was like giddy. It's. <laughs> It's been amazing. I've really, really enjoyed my time this week writing it all up. So, yeah, like I said, I've got uh, I think four arena battles to write up. One of them, um, two of them. One of them's kind of complicated because it's uh, quite a large party. Um, versus, well, obviously you're only have three characters, but it's a full three characters, which not many of the other battles have been. It's full three characters, and I've got quite an interesting. That I think is quite an interesting matchup for them, so I want to take the time to get that right. Uh, and the other is one of the other more complicated ones is two characters, but one of them is a little special. Um, so I want to do that justice for the, its, its first outing. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then the other two are a little simpler, I think. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the rules and what I'm doing for the arena battles. Um, it was interesting because in one of the entries that I got sent in uh, by uh, by Jez, he said in his letter, it, it, it was a really good entry that he wrote, and he wrote me a sort of a, a little bit of a letter to go with it. And he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it uh, immediately to hand. That's 
that's how prepared I am for all of this. Um, <laughs> but he said uh, that back when he used to to DM games, he kept the rule books at arm's length, and that he got the impression that I did as well. I think that is fair to say. Um, I've been sort of calling this a labyrinth lord zine, a labyrinth lord game, but um, as I've been writing it, that has become less important. I think the the rules are. I'm using the Labyrinth Lord rules to do character generation, I'm using them to run the arena battles um, in a couple of places, I'm using it for um, just kind of base guidelines on, yeah, I mean obviously how magic works, how the spells do, you know, stats for the monsters, that kind of thing, kind of mechanical stuff, things like price lists and stuff like that, um, I will use when we get to shops and mercantile activity, which um, that's going to be more important than I thought it was looking at a couple of the characters that we have here and that's something I'm kind of excited about um, but yeah it's definitely at arm's length I, I want you all to know when you read the arena battles that I did actually play them out properly with dice real dice, real physical dice and a pencil and a bit of paper and did it properly the temptation was there just to just to write just to take the initial setup and just write a story which I guess would be okay but I've promised you a Labyrinth Lord game so that's what happened um, there's been some wins, there's been some losses it is literally just how the dice fell, I, I, I thought that was important um, it's a little time consuming I mean Labyrinth Lord is a simple system it's, it's basically BX AD&D kind of smushed together um, so it's not you know, it's not a massively crunchy, in-depth system, but it still takes time to sit and go through them. Um, I would say definitely running the arena combats was the bulk of the amount of time spent on it. Um, but it might be just because I'm so fired up with this at the moment that writing the pure RP stuff was kind of just came out of me. And I've had s such good stuff written as well. I've been able to quote from the letters and stuff that people have sent in. That really helped give it some give it some structure. Um, but yeah, so the rules, they are a little at arm's length, definitely. I'm, I'm kind of making some bits up as you go along, but I am not fudging dice rolls, I promise. I'm not including any of that mechanical stuff in the battle reports. Um, if that's something you want to see, if people really want to know the results of the dice rolls that led to the hits and the misses and where the spells landed or not and what have you, that's something I could maybe include in future. Um, but as it is, it's just pure narrative at the moment. So, I don't know. I, I didn't think seeing each individual dice roll was particularly interested, but if that's what people want, then yeah, I can do a kind of a more mechanical write-up to some of the battles as well. Um, but I've shied away from that from now. Um, the other thing in the rules that's come up that I didn't really think about until it was right there in front of me... Um, Treasure and loot and XP um, all needs thinking about. Um, some of the fights, of course, are only sort of one on one, um, and that would normally reduce the amount of XP that you receive. Um, and uh, XP for hauling out treasure, which is a thing in Labyrinth Lord, and from sort of basic D and D, and I, I really like that. I really like, you know, 
one GP out of the dungeon is one XP, and then house rule so that if you spend it on something frivolous like booze, that's another XP. I really like that stuff. Um, <laughs> that really uh, really appeals to my kind of love of the, the old school way of doing things, and that's something I want to replicate. Um, I'm thinking what I'm going to do is look at the way XP is awarded, because one-on-one -on -one combats are going to result in very, very small XP gains and, and nobody moving, and we're already incredibly slow because we're playing this monthly and by the post, so what I've done for this issue is I've done it more or less by the book with slightly inflated values, but by issue three, um, I'm going to have a proper a proper look at that, a real think, and I'll probably invent a spreadsheet, and uh, we'll see where we go with that. I, I may even just toss XP out of the window and level people up based on the number of arena combats they win, modified by how exciting or big they were. I'm really not sure. That's all a little fuzzy at the moment. Um, I'll come up with something. Um, the other thing is keeping track of people's character sheets and stuff. Um, that's going to be a pain. I knew that was going to be a pain, and it is. Um, what I'm doing is copying the pertinent details off people's character sheets into a giant spreadsheet that I have of my own. So I think what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to make sure that spreadsheet is completely up to date, and then take scans of everybody's character sheets as they are now, and then post them back to people with no modifications changed. Um, and then I think I'll just leave it up to you guys to keep your sheets up to date as you earn XP and gold and stuff. What I've been doing is I've been when when players gain something, uh, I've been making that clear on the page in the zine. So in theory, if you read the zine, you can see what's happened to your characters. You've got your feedback on your character. You can update your character sheet at home. I update it in my spreadsheet here. No need for us to be posting character sheets backwards and forwards to each other every time. Um, this is largely on the honor system anyway, I, as, as long as those values don't end up widely divergent, I, I think we'll be fine. Um, I might occasionally ask people to, to post in their character sheet, or um, I'll send them back sort of an amended one as to what I think is the case. But as with everything, we'll just uh, we'll play it by ear, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, which kind of brings me on to the other thing that I always kind of house rule in this situation which is money um, and sort of related to money encumbrance um, I really hate the the old school, well I still use it now I really hate the the DND currency coppers to silver pieces, electron pieces gold, platinum blah blah blah, it's like fucking it's like Britain in the 70s pre-decimalisation it, it's too many coins and nobody cares or certainly I don't care um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I mean, what I've done this issue is I've only ever handed out, I think, gold and silver pieces, um, which is pretty much all I'm ever going to do, I think. Um, you have gold, you have silver. To keep it really simple, I keep it ten silvers to one gold, and that's it. And you can imagine smaller coins if you like, you can imagine, you know, platinum or paper money for all I care. It's I I this is <laughs> this is part of my rule books at arm's length thing. I really don't care about the fine detail of whether you're paying for this with 
a thousand copper pieces or it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Money, gold for me, um, it's an abstract concept. And it's really even abstract to the point where I don't really care if you can afford mundane stuff. Like, for example, nobody really has to pay for room and board here. It's not an... It's, it's not interesting. There are a couple of players that have done things that would technically cost money, but I'm not tracking it. Particularly, uh, there's one character in particular I'm thinking of who is doing something. Uh, actually, there's two characters. They're, they're both doing things that implies a certain amount of money flowing in and out of their accounts. And it's not important. So we're just kind of abstracting that away. Um, the way I see it, yeah, you need to keep don't not keep track of how much money you've got. <laughs> Your money is important when you're buying things, right? When you're buying a new weapon or healing potions or something with an in-game thing. But when you're doing something flavorful that's in scope for your character, then I don't think it's important to keep track of every last gold piece. If your character is a boozy barbarian, he always has enough money to be a boozy barbarian, right? He doesn't have to worry about paying for drinks. What <laughs> what he needs to worry about is money for buying that plus one sword. That's that's the difference, I think. So we have some characters that have kind of uh, business interests, I guess, and and really all that is that's 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 RP. It doesn't earn them enough money to do anything mechanically interesting. They're going to have to earn that money fighting and looting like everybody else and the state of the money that comes into and out of their business is only important when that's story. That That's how I see it. That's And that's how I'm going to be running it. So, if you don't like that, tough, I guess. <laughs> um, I think what I'm going to do is, uh, in issue three or maybe four at this point, I'm sort of writing them ahead, in, ahead of time in my, in my mind. Um, I'm going to introduce uh, a bank basically um, and I'll take that opportunity to go through everyone's character sheets and I will convert everybody's coins into gold and silver um, and we'll set up basically bank accounts. Um, one of the things that Labyrinth Lord does in, I believe it's in the first book, in the Coral book, is uh, let you set up um, essentially a will where that you can pass on money to future characters when you die um, minus some fees of course and you kind of have to bank that money away, you know, so you don't have it on hand and what have you, so there are some drawbacks to it and stuff. I like that idea, I'm going to run with that, so yeah, Ruxfoot's going to get a bank and I'll use that as an opportunity to lay out these thoughts on money, um, actually in-game, and we'll sort of convert everyone's cash at that point. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go with that. It, it, it's... It's really a, a secondary issue at this point, I think. Um, so yeah, been having a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm kind of on track. I was sort of hoping to be printing it this week, and that's not going to happen. Uh, I should have I should have finished writing it this week. That's the main goal. Really, my plan is to have it written in the third week of the month, and then to do sort of last-minute proofreading, printing, posting in the fourth week maybe even the first week of the following month so I'm, I'm still on schedule um, so yeah they should start hitting the post next week, week after next 
still monthly, so that's you know, that's good. So yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been going really well. There's a lot more art in this one. Um, I dug my scanner out and I got out my enormous envelope of monsters that I've been drawing over the years. So there's, there's some more artwork in there this time round. Um, yeah, it's it's been going really well. I've I've been um I've been doing some research on on zines. Um, I've ordered a few. Um, there's actually a, like a, a printing collective in Leeds, which is just up the road from me. Um, so I ordered a few from them, uh, just kind of just for inspiration. And I bought a book off Amazon called Maker Zine, um, which kind of covers the history of zine making and stuff. And it's sort of um, punk rock feminist roots, which is, is all really fascinating, but not 100% applicable to a role-playing game zine, I guess. I mean, I know people in the OSR like to say that OSR is the uh, is the punk rock of role-playing, and that's. Um, it's not a view I ascribe to 100%, but um, it's nice to be making something, you know, something real and physical. I can, I can sort of see the kind of the, the punk rock DIY ethos seeping through there a little bit. But when you're using, you know, um, a scanner attached to your MacBook and printing it on your wireless printer, it's <laughs> it's not exactly punk rock, is it? It's uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like a, a lot of zine making. Um, was all you know photocopier art, and it was pre-desktop publishing, or at least eschewed pre-desktop publishing and stuff. And that's not really something I'm going for. I mean, you've seen the first issue; it's it's properly, you know, it's typeset with an actual font. It's not knocked up on someone someone's typewriter and cut and pasted in with glue and all that. Have you heard, like a lot of the old-fashioned, well, the older style zines are. But I guess there's an element of that kind of thing to it. Um, I found out that there is actually a, a collection of zines at Leeds Central Library, um, which is, again, like I said, it's just up the road from me, so I'm thinking of going there maybe tomorrow, um, just to check them out, get some inspiration, page layouts and stuff, see what see what people are, what people are doing. Um, yeah, um, I'm kind of happy with the way it looks, I'm increasingly happy with my, my art style I guess if you would call it that. The monsters that I've made, I've drawn a really really good, if I do say so myself, I've drawn a really good hex map of um, the area surrounding Whoopsfoot. Um, I've been practicing drawing city maps, um, so we're going to get one of those for the city um, shortly. Um, so yeah, I'm really kind of pleased with the, the sort of the aesthetic stuff of it and I've, I've so the first issue, the first issue I made by writing it all out in, uh, it's actually made in Google Docs, because um, I was writing a lot of it at work <laughs> at the time. Um, so the first issue was all written in Google Docs and uh, then printed out. Uh, and then what I did was I left spaces and I drew the artwork directly onto a master copy and then photocopied that one, um, which worked well enough, but Sorry, can you hear that? That's my cat. You're ruining the recording, dude. Um, so yeah, that was great, but it left me with like a master copy with the artwork on it and a digital file with no artwork in it, which kind of precluded me from releasing it as PDF. Um, which I'm not too sad about, to be honest, because that wasn't ever really part of the plan. But what I've decided to do now is uh, I'm kind of drawing the artwork and I'm scanning it in so that the, the digital copy 
is, uh, is is the finished master, which will let me produce PDFs. I'm still in two minds about that. I think my current plan that I actually quite like is to produce like a sort of uh, a quarterly review that I will make available by PDF. Um, I'm thinking what I'm going to do for those is I'm going to kind of take a sort of best of approach, cut out pages from the first um, three that, that I really like, uh, particular battles, particular bits of artwork, whatever, um, and produce a zine that is um, a little more standalone than the individual episodes, the individual issues, um, and then put that out, um, again, as a print thing. Um, not really that players would necessarily need to buy it because I don't know that I will particularly add anything to that but I'll certainly make it available to them um, yeah and have that available as PDFs possibly through what RPG now or um, something like that we'll see that's 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 something for the future but it's you know I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that in mind as I'm as I'm writing at the moment and I have to say this new art and this new sort of workflow of Drawing stuff and writing stuff and then inserting it all together into the one thing is much uh, is much easier. Plus, it leaves me with nice digital copies of the artwork. Um, I've been putting some stuff up on Redbubble, um, so you can go there. I'll stick a link in the uh, show notes, I guess, if anybody's interested. So yeah, you can buy like stickers and stuff um, of some of the monsters, and I'm gonna add more to that as I go on. I really. I was I was uh, scanning and cleaning up artwork over the last weekend, and uh, it just like everyone that I made that I was pleased with, I was like, oh, I want to tweet this, but <laughs> I I want some of it, I want most of it to be in the zine, and I want that to be the first place that you see it. But it's so tempting, <laughs> it's so tempting when I produce these things to put them up online. Um, so I'm keeping that separate for now, I guess. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it for this episode. Um, it's coming. It's coming along. It's nearly finished. Um, there's still a lot for me to think about, um, but I'm really pleased with how issue two's coming along, and hopefully it's a good one because this is the difficult issue two, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people signed up for one because it was sort of new and exciting, and um, you know we were talking about PBMs because of the Grognard file um, and so on. Um, Whereas this one's got to stand on its own legs, and if anybody's going to come back for number three, it's pretty much on the strength of number two, so this is my difficult second album. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pleased with it. It's uh, it's going pretty well. So, yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to do is just say thank you to all of you, particularly everyone that signed up on uh, Patreon. That is a big help. Like, I, I look at that... <laughs> I look at that amount of money, and... It's, it's not the amount of money, but it's the fact that people have pledged something, and I think, right, I cannot let these people down, I must get this finished. <laughs> people are paying for this. Um, and obviously, yeah, it does offset. Like, today I went out. Today I went and bought myself a printer. Um, the last issue was printed at work in my lunch hour, sneakily. Um, this one I'm having to do at home because I'm actually I got a new job I'm no longer there anymore so I don't have ready access to a printer like I used to do um, so yeah I went out and bought a printer and your your patreon donations and stuff that offset against that but I would say thank you to everybody else as well um, all your messages and stuff on Twitter and your likes and following along that is a huge huge sort of inspiration keeps me going 
But I've also had people PayPal me money. I've had uh, money stuffed in envelopes with people's turns. I've had books of stamps. Uh, I got sent. <laughs> I got sent a long arm stapler in the post, which was awesome. Um, yeah, and people have included like little personal letters and greeting cards and things. It's it's been really overwhelmingly great. How what a lovely community we've got set up around this. It's been. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy with it all. Thank you guys. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give this a light edit and throw it up, uh, and then I'll be back to writing. There's still a fair bit to do, but it's uh, it's on schedule, so don't worry. <laughs> Alright, touch for later. Bye.